Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse here in Salt Lake, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It's The Warehouse. Come by and see us. Also in Orem, 86 East University Parkway. We're going to talk to our friend Ryan Miller of KSL.com. He covers the Jazz. We're going to get to him coming up here momentarily. We'll get his thoughts as the Jazz are set to resume down there in Orlando. If you're just joining the show, uh, their game, um, game six did get rescheduled, Gordon, Sunday evening at uh, 6.30. Pre-game will begin at 5.30, but uh, going uh, to a Sunday night game. So pencil that in in the calendar. Gordon, so I know you go to sleep early, but you'll have yeah. to stay up a little bit. No, not that early. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? It's, it's pretty – now that there's been this break – I, you know, who's going to have the momentum? Who's going to step in? You know, it really comes down to the Jazz have to get one, and uh, and uh, uh, you know the Nuggets have to get uh, two, and so uh, the Jazz want, don't want this to go to three all. No, um, I I still would would put. Uh... Well, I don't want to say I put my money down because, of course, we, we're here in Utah, non-gambling. But I, <laughs> I would guess that uh, that Utah could still get it done in six. Uh, the layoff makes it a little more complex, but I think Donovan Mitchell is just uh, uh, on a different planet right now with how he's playing. All right, let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the wireless com- best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. He covers the jazz for KSL.com. He's our friend Ryan Miller. Ryan, how's it going, man? Going well. How are you guys? Hey, we're doing uh, we're doing terrific. Um, I want to ask this question broad, and we can get into some more specifics. But uh, tell us your perspective on what we've seen in the NBA bubble this week. You know, like I've had a lot of thoughts on this, just even starting back to the beginning of the summer. Um, it actually was like when I started covering these type of stories. It was one of the first times I've actually delved into the comment sections of my stories. I usually <laughs> kind of avoid those with all. With everything in me, but I kind of just wanted to see the pulse of the readership of Utah, and there was a lot of like, oh, I wish they'd keep politics out of sports, et cetera. Not, nothing that would surprise anybody. Um, but what I think is interesting, and kind of what I was thinking about this week, is like, you know, I think the players kind of wish the same thing, but they don't feel like they can. And I, I think it's kind of crazy that these guys have really become like the civil rights leaders of a new generation, like. If you think about it, I bet they wish they didn't have to demand a state legislator to reconvene, like like the Bucks did. I bet they wish they didn't have to stop playing in order all, for all these stadiums to open up for polling locations. Like I bet they wish that the racial inequality just didn't exist. Uh, or, 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 and so it's like it, it's kind of crazy. And like Rudy Gobert on Wednesday, I thought said something pretty interesting, where it's like, look, we're really we're lucky as to be in the positions where we are, and. Because of that, we can't let all the other people that aren't making this money, that don't have these platforms down. And so I, I think it's crazy, but it's 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 an important, it's really important what they're doing, and unfortunately, it's proven to be necessary that they're doing it. So, what do you make of the series between the Jazz and the Nuggets? Uh, how do you do? You think that this is the the Jazz's together? Do you, did that last game create some doubt in your mind that uh, man, this thing could go either way? 
Yeah, I think what's important for the Jazz, too, is not to overreact to Game 5. Like, they were up by 15 in the second half. Uh, they thought the series was over. I thought the series was over. Heck, I think pretty much everyone thought it was over, except for the people wearing Nuggets jerseys. Um, unfortunately, that's all that mattered at that point. Um, uh, so I, I, I think the biggest thing for them is to look at the, even the first four games be like, look, we really outplayed them. It's Jamal Murray really having these unworldly performances to beat us. So I think you would just go and you kind of just hit the – you don't hit – like you just kind of go back and be like, yeah, we'll be fine. And if Jamal Murray drops another 45-point night, another 50-point night, and no, no turnovers, so be it. But I, I think you can look through his history and say that probably isn't going to happen two more times in a row. And I think the five days off might cool him off a little bit as well. So, yeah, I don't think they should overreact. Ryan, I, I asked this question realizing that uh, defense uh, has not exactly been uh, at a premium there in the in the bubble in Orlando, but are the Jazz capable of playing better defensively uh, in this series and beyond if, if they're fortunate enough to move on? Are they capable of playing better defense, or is this going to be a team that's going to just have to outscore other teams? You know, I think they're kind of designed to outscore other teams at this point. They're not super deep defensively. Um, I think you saw that at the end of Game Five and even Game One, with Royce O'Neal gets in foul trouble, and their their perimeter defense is lacking significantly. And even he's had some struggles in this series. And so I think you're almost going into the mindset of like, yeah, we're gonna have to outscore people. And I think that's why Quinn was so like, hey, we're gonna shoot a lot of threes, even more than we have in the regular season, because I think he realizes that his defense probably does have a ceiling, and it's not very high. Like. Obviously, Rudy Gobert is Rudy Gobert, and he's going to save you some possessions. He's going to save you in games. But when a guy like Jamal Murray is just hitting everything and everything, like he, Rudy Gobert is not going to be able to do anything about that. And they are, if you kind of look forward and forward, it's like they, the Clippers have guys that can do that. The, the Mavericks have guys that can do that. And so, yeah, they're probably going to just have to outscore people. And you know what? That's actually – I think it's pretty entertaining. I'll take these 130, 130 games, these 140 games. Like, I think it's been really fun. I know a lot of, like, probably old hats that love their defense, probably like, what's going on? But, you know, no, I think that's kind of how they've been designed at this point, to just be a scoring machine. And, yeah, we'll see if it keeps going. So, about Donovan Mitchell, is is this a matter of him being hot – and just on a roll right now, or is the matter of uh, evidence of a matured player who is now doing what he's capable of doing on a, on a fairly consistent basis? Yeah, I think you look at game one and game two and how he kind of dominated the game so differently to, to say that, yeah, there's a maturity there. Like, he's going to get, he, he's going to just take what the defense gives him. And I think that's the sign of a true star that it's like, okay, I don't need to just barrel into the lane and loft up a floater over four people. Because that's, like, if you look back to last year against Houston, that's kind of what he ended up doing. He just was trapped in the lane every time, and he just toisted up shot after shot, and it was just inefficient garbage. And now it's like, okay, cool, you're going you're gonna to double-team me, I'm going to zip a pass across the court to a wide-open Joe Eagles or a wide-open Royce O'Neal. And it's like, and I think he's totally content doing that, and he's seeing the floor so much better that, yeah, I think there's a maturity of a player now do I think we'll start seeing him average 40 points a game? Yeah, I don't. But, you know, I think there's something to be said. Like, yeah, Denver's defense is bad, but, like, what, two other people in history have put up two 50-point games in a series? Like, that's nothing to, like, just 
kind of brush off. Like this was what he's been doing is extremely impressive, and he's been doing it so calmly that you have to say this might just be the guy they have now. Ryan Miller from KSL.com is with us talking some jazz basketball on 97.5 and uh, 1280 The Zone. Uh, Ryan, I know Mike Conley came back down to earth a little bit in game number five, but for the most part, he's been really good in the bubble and really good in the other two playoff games. What do you think has been the biggest difference for him now as opposed to the beginning of the year? You know, I've been like, I feel like I've been a Mike Conley apologist all season, to be honest, because it's like, I, I think everyone just looks back at that first game when he was just like, what, one for 15 or something awful like that. And I think that has just stuck in everybody's mind for so long because, like, he really hasn't been bad at all. <laughs> like, it, like, especially going out and going into March or went with a hiatus, he was doing the exact same thing that he did when he popped back. But now it's like I think you just don't have that sour taste in your mouth, so all the fans are kind of finally appreciating it more. But no, so I, I think it's what you're saying is Mike Conley. Like, I, he's a really, really good basketball player. He's going to need – Without Boyan Bogdanovich in there, they're obviously going to need him a little bit more to control the ball, to take a little more shots. And so, and I, I think, like Quinn has said a lot, that it's, there is a comfort level, and now he's probably just comfortable with the guys and comfortable with just taking over when he feels he needs to take over. So, I like, if there's anything, I think this is less of a fluke than anything. Like, I think you'll see Mike Conley playing this well throughout the entirety run of however long they're in these playoffs because that's just the player he's always been and really to me the player he's been all year but for some reason I think that narrative just got created that he's been struggling. (laughs) Let me jump back to what we were talking about before with the defense. Jake thinks one of the Jazz's problems defensively is size. Is is, Is that the primary problem or is it flat athleticism or lack thereof against these particular players? Well, I think it's a little bit of both. It's like it's it's like like I don't know. You look at like Jamal Murray and what he's done. Like a lot of his shots have been pretty well contested. It's not like he's just walking into wide open twenty footers, wide open three pointers. Some miscues obviously have been there, but so sometimes you have to tip your hat to the shot making. And you can almost look at the same way on the Jazz. Like what Donovan Mitchell has been doing has just been unreal, and some of that is just shot making. Um, but yeah, like I think it is a big the size is an issue there. It's like. You're starting Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley in the backcourt. Like, those aren't two very big guys. And so, yeah, if you have the teams that can spread you out a little bit, get into the lane, like, they're going to struggle. And I, I, like, I think last game you saw they don't, like, Mitchell or Donovan was like, yeah, I'm going to go take Jamal Murray at the end. And then his offense waned at the, at the end of the game as well. It's like they don't want Donovan being a guard, like a defensive guard at this point, like a guard when you have to, but they don't want him to be a lockdown guy. And so I think really their biggest problem is just depth. So if you have multiple guys that can just kind of crush the paint, then that's when they're going to be struggling. But, yeah, like, I don't know if there's any way to fix that in the next, you know, two days. So it's like, yeah, just fire away threes and hope you outscore them. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for jumping on with us as always. Glad we're going to have a game to cover Sunday night. And uh, keep up the good work, man. All right, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks for me Thank you, Ryan. Our friend Ryan Miller, he covers the jazz for KSL.com. And you can follow him on Twitter, by the way, at Miller J. Ryan. And uh, he's a great follow for the latest jazz news and insight. What do we got coming up for various clips of the day? Uh, let's talk to uh, Austin about that. Austin, uh, oh, a little tease? Do we have something really good? Yeah, I'll have something really good. good? 
We could we could play Hanson Scotty's happy hour, considering we played ours. So uh, along those lines, we had a tweet for an idea for that segment. Now, what do you? What's the vote? Should we should we do our own version of that where we make them sound like they're on helium, or should we do a version where we put various beeps in where there shouldn't be a beep that makes it sound like they're potty mouths? I like the beep idea myself, okay. but that that might be more difficult for you, Austin. Can we pull it off for today? Uh, in the in the circumstance, not sure I can get it done in time, but going forward we might do that. I could get the helium done in time today. All right, I, all right, I, I like we'll figure helium. it out. I like the helium, but helium. All right, we'll have to. I see. mean, either either way, both. We, yeah, either one. Well, we'll figure something out coming up next. Stay tuned uh, for drop of the day. But we are live at the new Salt Lake location of the warehouse, eighteen twenty five South, three hundred West. Tom jumping on with us once again, and Clayton might be jumping on with us as well. I think Clayton's with us. I'm here. I, I tell you what, when you've got a when you've got a, a celebrity like Clayton, you know, you'd be foolish not to uh, put him out front. You guys are funny. He is pretty. I should pay you for all ugly. these. <laughs> I should pay you guys for all these nice comments you make. About How many me. followers, Clayton? I got like eight five hundred thousand plus on everything. Uh, I was just gonna say like five hundred ninety thousand. Is that all? Something like that. No, oh, that's I lost know, track. Just a few, you know. Hey, uh, Tom, if you'd yeah. known that Clayton was going to be this successful, you would have been a lot nicer to him when he was a kid, huh? That's no, right. it's my job as his dad to keep him humble. So That's true. Okay. Yeah. That's true. You do, you do so that well. So when I say he's ugly, obviously Clayton's not ugly. <laughs> well, and, uh, look you know. just like you. It's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many people with 600,000 social media followers uh, are going to drop off your mattress for you? I don't know. I'll do it, though. See? Yeah, it's your store good. for you, right? That's I mean, good. he's yeah. out there doing the hard work. Yeah, Instagram's stupid. Who cares about followers? We'll get you taken care of and get you That's a bed. right. That's right. We'll get you taken care of with a new mattress, new bed, That's new right. adjustable. Clayton told me a story real quick about people who go out and pay $200 for 5,000 followers. Oh, yeah, you can buy followers or something? Yeah. And it's just like that seems vain. Saudi Arabia and all over the world, and and they just get paid two cents to follow somebody. And they're not real. You go look at it; it's like they have zero posts and zero followers. Yeah, right. But they're following you. But they're following you. You paid them two hundred bucks for it. And (laughs) the number on the front page says what you wanted to say. Okay, let's get serious, Clayton. We're going to be here today and tomorrow, and Clayton's going to be. Well, I hope so. Yeah, today and tomorrow till seven. All right. Okay. What you hit? He is here now. Yeah, it's a <laughs> little bit of a smart aleck you've raised over there, Tom. Would you hit him? No, I will not. And if you, if you come in, because Clayton did that, I'm going to show you a video of him that will embarrass him. So come and Good. ask me for the video. That's okay. We we want to uh, we want to take care of all your furniture needs. If you need uh, a nightstand, I've got some nightstands for fifty nine dollars. Sweet. And and I've heard. Uh, we had a lady come in from the U. Her daughter moved here from Pittsburgh. They bought a... They drove all the way from Pittsburgh. Wow, that's amazing. That's a She's day. a senior at the U. She's dating somebody on the football team. And we're neighbors with Coach Witt, so I told them, yeah, I'll take care of the delivery for her, and I'll tell Coach Witt to give you more playing time if they ever play again up there. Oh, knock on wood on that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, she was telling me um, nightstands... But our competitors are like 150 to 200 bucks. Wow. I've still got some nightstands that we'll honor. We're not going to gouge you just because inventories are lacking. We'll charge you 59 bucks. Sweet. 
Amazing. Let's say you need a, a dining set. I have a dining room table out there made by Steve Silver. It's a $1,200 dining set. I have it, four chairs, and the table. I'll do the whole thing for five ninety nine. Wow. And, and I got four chairs, four chairs, a set of four chairs that I can do for one fifty nine. Yeah, I like it when Clayton jumps in here. Four bar stools. Making unauthorized these are, deals. These are floor I know, models. You see my dad's face. Uh-huh. <laughs> these are floor models that are normally ninety nine bucks. Anywhere else are like one fifty nine, they're ninety nine bucks. Clayton's gonna sell you four of them for hundred and fifty nine dollars. Wow. So if you're setting up an apartment, you need some help. Come and see us. Clayton will take care of you. If you speak Spanish, we've got you covered at both stores. We love our Latin uh, customer base. Uh, We've tried very hard to not only service them with Spanish to make them feel comfortable, but we'll send the famous gringacho to to deliver you. (laughs) Hey, I speak three languages. I didn't know if you knew this. Do you really? Yeah, English, Spanish, and nonsense. (laughs) Come Gordon, I wish you were here so you could smash. Uh, 1825 South, 300 West. Come see us, the brand-new Salt Lake location. Of course, 86 East University Parkway in Orem. The Warehouse. We'll have more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Joe Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for Sounds of Various Clips, also known as Drop of the Day. Now, uh, we got to set this up here briefly, Gordon. Of course, Hanson, Scotty, they do happy hour every Friday where they take a clip from various shows and slow it way down so that uh, the hosts sound intoxicated. And uh, they they did it to their own show today, and uh, Hans was saying how not funny it was. But uh, they've done it to us a number of times, so we thought we'd we do something, I don't know, similar, but we're going to speed up the sound instead of slow it down. So we're trying to come up with a, with a name, uh, Gordon, any, any ideas? Huh? They say happy hour. What, what could we say? The meth minute. <laughs> the meth minute. <laughs> the meth, the uh, meth going minute. method with uh, Hanson Scary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do you think? You know, we're really amping it up. Uh, getting high. I guess. Should we should we see how it sounds? Now, this is from their whole world news, uh, or I mean, <clears throat> this is from their not sports report today. Um, and uh, let's let's speed it up a little bit. Let's see how this comes out. One hell of a woman's phone fell into the vault toilet and she assumed it was lost. That was until the sanitation company that cleans out the toilet found it. Tanner called around and got the great idea of pulling the SIM card out. And once the crew did swap out the SIM card and they were able to call the rightful owner of the phone, she was a bit surprised to find out who was even still alive. Uh, when she finally called me back, I told her who I was, told her, you know, we found this phone in the toilet and her her initial reaction was, well, you guys must have to pump out toilets because that's the last place I saw that phone. That was it. It was in the toilet. Okay, there's a lot wrong with what just, what, what, that whole thing. I'm, I'm on board with you. There's a lot wrong. There was a lot of things going through my mind. What, what went through your mind? So apparently you can access that phone just by, and, and her contacts, by just swapping out SIM cards. Correct. I don't like that. And they had all of her stuff. The, okay. the phone was working. They got it out of the pooper and it was working. Yeah. And okay, that's the other thing too. You know what? If the phone's in the pooper, 
it should stay there. Like, it, that lady had moved on. She didn't want that phone yeah, back. Yeah, but the sanitation crew got the grabbers. I know, but they got the grabbers, and they apparently sanitized it and let it dry out for a few days. I don't care. I don't want that phone back. You could have that thing dunked in three gallons of Clorox for a week. I don't care. I don't want that thing next to my face. I agree, because you got to think about where a phone goes. A phone goes everywhere near everything you don't want fecal matter. <laughs> I got it on my ear. I got it near my mouth. Yep. I got it in my hands. Yep. I'm a fingernail chewer, so that goes in my mouth. Yep. Like, you know, it goes in my pocket where I keep other things. It would sit next to my wallet. Now I'm paying with a credit card that might have fecal matter. And not just yours, like hundreds of other people's. I'm with you, dude. I, I you know, and we found out yesterday that's they're testing coronavirus. Who knows? That thing may be riddled with the Rona. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a lot of people that come through. They call it a vault. It, it's yeah, a like, like it's how a, they try to clean that up a little bit. It's not a yeah. Don't church it up. It's just a it's, it's a pooper. Yeah, it's, it's a bad place. You know, that's in our um, excrement vault. <laughs> Stop it! Don't make it sound nice. It's not nice. I also wanted to uh, tell these amazing sanitation workers, we love you and we respect you. For oh, man. Something that none of us would want to do. Real crappy job. I dated a girl who her father... Uh. <laughs> it was bad stuff. I dated a girl. Her father owned a um, porta potty business. Here it's actually a pretty lucrative business. It is very. And, and his saying was, we're number one in the number two business. It was a, it was a, yeah, on the it. truck. And yeah. It was a funny thing. We're number one for number two. Yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> oh, okay, that was really funny. <laughs> that was that was that was really hilarious. I think we should call it Alvin and Simon. What about Theodore? Her oh, yeah. Who's Theodore Lloyd? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I like it. Good job, Austin. In the pooper. <laughs> well, just pull that. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how to do your job, Austin. But... <laughs> it's a bad place. You know? It's a bad place. It's oh, really, really that a bad place. Good. And, and how bad are Hans's jokes sped up? Still really bad. <laughs> still really, really terrible. I bet your jokes are still bad even when sped up, Gordon. Uh, I don't Not that bad. Not that I'm bad? That, those no. were jokes you would 100% make. Uh, I would reject those jokes. Find you would, you would so. A number one or number two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't want that thing next to my face. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Really that good, Dustin. That, that was nice really work. Hmm. All right. We are live from the warehouse. We'll get to more we're, coming up we're next. What a stupid inter- segment. We are easily entertained. Seriously. But it's so, so easily entertained. It's so funny. 1825 South, 300 West. That's where we are. Come by and see us. Uh, don't forget about the warehouse location in Orem as well. 86 East University Parkway. More next. 97 and
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Welcome on back. We are live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Brand new Salt Lake location. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It is the warehouse. Don't forget about their location in Orem as well, 86 East University Parkway. Uh, it is a Friday. Hopefully everybody's getting set to enjoy a weekend. Gordon, I will be working. Uh, we found out, uh, confirmed earlier today, the Jazz will play their game six against the Denver Nuggets on Sunday night. It'll tip off at 6.30. Pre-game coverage here on The Zone will begin at 5.30. Gordon, what, is your, what does your gut tell you? Are we talking about the Clippers on Monday or are we talking about a game seven? I, I really don't know. And I, the, only, the only thing I can think of is, okay, we know what the track record is. We know what the, what, what the plan is for the Jazz to continue to do what they're doing, maybe D up a little better, more effectively. But offensively, Move the ball and uh, and hope the shots go in. And if they go in, the Jazz can win. If they don't, they won't. It sounds so stupid to say, but that that's that's the way it is. If the Jazz are going to shoot the ball the way they have in the wins, that's too good for the Nuggets. I don't think the Nuggets can stay up with them if they shoot it uh, the way they have. Uh, if they don't, then then. Then the Nuggets get out in transition and uh, get easy baskets, and and Jamal Murray gets on a roll, and the Joker can't be stopped, and the Jazz lose. See, I I don't disagree with that, but I am viewing this game through a little bit different angle, Gordon, because I think that they've got to play a little bit more defense, keep a keep a lid on Denver, don't let them score, you know, 120 points or whatever, and and uh, give yourself a better chance to win so you don't need a supernova Donovan Mitchell performance to get it. So how do you how what's the best way for the Jazz to do that then? Because I'm sure that Quinn Snyder is tearing that question apart and trying to put it back together again. I mean, you put Royce O'Neal on Jamal Murray, you put uh Rudy on on Jokic, uh but that's not good enough. I mean, they, they they need help. Well, I've got two words for you, Gordon. You ready? Yep. Snitch line. <laughs> uh, you think they're going to get somebody thrown out of the bubble between now and then? Well, it, it's, you know, who would draw the short straw to, to call in the snitch line on Jamal Murray? I, I think Aaron Falk comes to mind. <laughs> or you, you call in and say, oh, man, I saw Jamal going to get some chicken wings. Better look into it. But you well, gotta you know, call on like you gotta call on like Saturday night where they can't really look into it thoroughly before game time. I just I think maybe you are right, Jake, because I'm not sure it's possible for the Jazz to continue to shoot at fifty five percent. It's pretty nuts. Uh, it, yeah. That's pretty nuts. I I don't know how consistently they can do that either. They can do it, but whether they can do it again and again and again. What was weird is even in the loss this latest loss, they shot fifty percent in that game, and they still lost. I mean, you should so, your defense should be good enough that if you shoot north of fifty percent from the field, and let's say north of forty percent from three, your defense should be good enough. You win that game. So, who are the best defenders on the team? Obviously, Rudy, Rudy and, and Royce O'Neal. Yeah. Who else? Who else can play? Well, who is now, or who should be? Because Ryan Miller, our friend from KSL, he he made an interesting point that. You know, when Donovan did have the tough defensive assignment, his offense did suffer a bit. Now, people maybe don't have a whole lot of sympathy for that, but I, I think Donovan's kind of the next man up in that defensive pecking order, but should he? 
or Joe? No, I, I don't know if he's got enough energy. For, I, I mean, Kawhi Leonard can do it. Yeah, I no, I I agree. Can does Joe? Can Joe stay in front of somebody like Jamal Murray? I don't think so. Every time I see that matchup, I think that's bad news for the Jazz. I agree, but I mean the the that's the issue with this team right now. There's just not a ton of defense, and so the options are a bit limited. Is and Rudy, any, Rudy's is amazing, anybody, but he can only do so much. Are there any bench guys who can D up? I mean, can Juwan Morgan D up? Can uh, uh, who? I, I I can't think of who's who's the, uh, Jarrell Brantley. Can he D so, up in a playoff situation? So I think the answer to that question is yes. But then on the flip side, then you're playing Andre Karolinko versus the Rockets back in the day where you're playing four on five on offense because they just don't have enough gravity. I mean, they're capable of making shots from time to time, but they're not even on the scouting report. So the other team's just not going to guard them. You know, no, no one, I think, is criticizing the move for Jordan Clarkson. But Dante Exum's defense might have helped in this current situation you're talking about here. So I agree with that, but but then you run into the same offensive problems and the fact right. that Jordan Clarkson plays such a huge role on this team. Oh, yeah. Remember how just pitiful the bench scoring was before that trade. Right. They'd lose the game. They yes. could be up by 20, put yeah. in the bench, and it would be over. I mean, it's it was so bad that his role is so important. That's that's I get what you're saying, Austin, but I just don't know. <laughs> I think they'd... 10 out of 10 members of the Jazz front office to tell you they'd rather have Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, that's a trade you make every time. I'm just saying that defensive length that Dante had would be helpful in this current situation, but it's not worth not making that trade. Right, that's if, if uh, he, that's the tricky part of it. If he focused on it, if if that was his main focus, could Moutier play some defense? For the first time in his career? <laughs> I mean... Uh, I don't. I. I. I don't know. I mean, he does. He. He does have a, a the ability to overmatch players on the other end. You know, offensively, maybe he could be more of a physical presence. But is it fair to start asking players to do it now? I mean, I, I guess that's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. is finding out a way to get better? So I like that you're thinking outside the box, but I don't know. Well, if you've got a bunch of other guys. Obviously, Donovan, if you got Jordan Clarkson, you got uh, Joe Ingles at times, you got Rudy. Those, I mean, you you got some guys who can score. You need some, you need to do what you said was a, a major goal. Yeah. Slow them down at the defensive end. Another thing I think the Jazz have to watch out for, and some of it has been bad luck, but they have to limit the Nuggets' offensive rebounding. Well, Coach Snyder's been talking about that the whole series. I mean, yeah. that's obviously something they're concentrating on. But they it's probably difficult tell you because it's, as you, it's difficult, yeah. as you pointed out, because they're undersized. I wonder if that's something they try to remedy in the offseason, get a little bit more size. I mean, not to get sidetracked with a different topic, but I do think that that has been an issue. And would, yeah. will be even a greater issue depending on, you know, their next matchup if they get there. Because being that – undersized against the Clippers would be yeah. very detrimental, yeah. I think. Yeah. So I I, I, don't, I guess we're in a situation where we have to wait and see uh, because I don't know. Uh, we haven't seen enough trends to believe that it's it's going to happen a certain way. Can it happen a certain way on a given day on Sunday? Hmm. Enough to at least – cause the Nuggets 
some hesitation. Or if Jamal Murray gets really, really comfortable again and Jokic goes out and hits eight of eight shots early in the game, that that is going to be difficult for the Jazz to stay with. No doubt about it. All right, we'll get to more coming up right around the corner. We are live today at the Warehouse, the brand-new Salt Lake location, 1825 South, 300 West. Don't forget about Orem, of course, 86 East University Parkway, but we're here in Salt Lake, and, man, I just love this showroom, Tom. You guys, I can't say it enough. You guys did such a good job. It's pretty. And, Gordon, I don't want to be redundant, one of those big words again, (laughs) but if the Jazz score more points, we're going to win Sunday. All right. uh, Sorry. Sorry. I'm going to keep my eye on that. (laughs) come and see us Uh, this is our last spot of the day Jake thank you again for coming we want to remind uh, all of our listeners that we are really easy to do business with if you have some credit issues I've got a program it's called snap finance yeah I'm going to get you approved and we'll give you a hundred day option where you can pay it off with no interest that's so great bottom line if your credit is good, come in and see us through Citibank. I have a special deal. Typically, these guys who offer these finance deals will give you six years, right. no interest. That costs money. The bank does not do that for free. Right. So the retailer takes it and marks it up 25%. I'm going to give you the best price in town, and I'm going to give you a year with no interest through Citibank, and I'm going to pay for it. How about that? Boom. Um, remember our deals? We a beds the king split deal we talked about 1999 i've got a solid cal king deal for 1799 i've got the queen adjustable head up with the memory foam mattress for 599 wow it's the best deal in the country not only that the twin mattress 99 dollars. the full mattress 159 dollars, and upholstery i've got the incredible sofa sectional that you're sitting on that we're going to do boom at 11 hundred dollars amazing this is a beautiful beautiful couch come and see us excuse me sectional sectional like i'm still working on my lingo tom Uh, whatever you want to call it we'll let you get away with it 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 is company i want to whatever it is i want to take a nap on it is that a natural response (laughs) uh let's wait till you're off the radio because gordon would not want you to abandon him no gordon i i won't buddy i'll hold off don't you thanks i'm proud of the fact that you've made it through the show this far me too that makes both of us all right it's the warehouse 1825 south 300 west 86 east university parkway as well price is so low to blow your mind more next 97.5 and 1280 the zone Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Another week comes to a close. Big thanks to uh, Tom and his crew here at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. And, Gordon, it has been, well, I mean, I, I, I want to say it's been a wild week, but what what week hasn't been wild in the past yeah, five months? Yeah, so, week, but it's been, it's been something. Yeah. Uh, it has been. I mean, when we're covering things that have never happened before, I, I you know, it's crazy. It, it really is. But I think people are, have gotten to the point where they've come to expect the absolute bizarre. Well, certainly come to ex- expect the unexpected. I don't know. It's it's just the the circumstances in our world right now are just so on edge. Yeah. And it. 
and it affects the everything. It, it feels like it affects everything that goes on around us. Well, and obviously, some of it is very serious. and, uh, and It's all it, very serious. Yeah. <laughs> I wish yeah. it were less serious. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, you know, and Gordon, I appreciate you because uh, you still, you know, during all of this, we still find a, an occasion to laugh once in a while in these shows. But, Rand, I, I wish we were, were covering a story that was light for a change because it's yeah. all serious. I mean, you go from covering, you know, switching defenses and breaking that down to talking about heavy societal issues that have uh, are, are being addressed and and and, and being uh, you know an attempt being made to eradicate them. I mean, that's pretty. It's pretty heavy. And then you got you got uh, you know a, 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 a franchise owner locally here that says some things that nobody expected to hear. And next thing you know, uh, you know, people are calling for him to uh, sell the team. So it, it has been, it has been quite the week. Well, let's end on. How can we end on the week on a light note, Gordon? How can how can we do this? When, oh, you got we, a, does Austin a... have a joke? You got a joke? You got something funny? Something to make us laugh? Uh, no. Are you a clown? <laughs> I had a major, massive flood in my backyard earlier today. That was fun. Austin. This gets back to Austin's lack of luck. What Let me, happened? Uh, oh, just just uh, uh, we live on a hill where all the neighbors' water flows into our yard and then stays there, and so we had to hire uh, someone to put a drainage system together, and they forgot to glue one pipe to the other, and when the water came, the pipes uh, left each other uh, in the dust, and the backyard literally filled like Noah's Ark going Did he down. Get into your so. house. No, because I went out there up to my hips in muck <laughs> and and the the vault, as Hanson Scotty put it, just bailing out my yard for for four and a half hours. So it, Where did you put the water? In the next door neighbor's yard. <laughs> but wouldn't it then run back into your yard? No, he's on the hill lower than he, oh, like he's so lower than me on the hill. He's yeah. in trouble. Then. So now it's all his fault. Well, uh, Austin, stay dry this weekend, Gordon. Uh, <laughs> stay stay hip. This weekend, buddy. Uh, I'll enjoy. Do my, I'll do my best. And Jake, you stay uh, sane. <laughs> oh, man, there's wow. no guarantee of that. Uh, we'll talk to everybody on Monday. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.